welcome to the second episode of the violinist podcast where we are talking with a world-class violinist about the actual violin playing and i am very excited today because our today's guest is the first concertmaster of tonhalle zurich based orchestra one of the best orchestra in the world concertmaster of the luxembourg based orchestra solistes everbands and uh, professor of the conservatorio della svizzera italiana in lugano I also former first concertmaster of one of the best opera theater in the world, Teatro alla Scala in Milan, as well as former first concertmaster of many other great orchestras, Clyde Sahaj. Welcome to our podcast. Good evening, Maxim, and thank you for your invitation. Thank you for coming. You know, you have such an amazing orchestra career that we probably would need the whole another episode to name them all. How did you, how did you achieve such a great success? Uh, well, um, thank you at, at, first, at first for your beautiful words. Um, how I achieved this? This is a long story, actually. So <laughs> it starts uh, very far away. Uh, so I was growing up in Albania. I'm from Tirana. And uh, until my 20 years age, I was in pace there. Uh, I, it was a dictatorial system under Henverhoja, so um, we could move uh, not a lot during that time. And it was very controlled. So, but I grew up with a good school uh, based on the East European uh, violin school. It was a mix between a Soviet Union um, Romanian and uh, Czech uh, school, the best of this school. Um, it was very high motivation and um, the people was very hungry uh, artistically and uh, instrumentally uh, speaking that it was a lot of, of um, this kind of uh, motivation to, to arrive in some point and probably was also the way for many as many uh, East European musicians to uh, to go to the West and to have a better life, of course. So they this, this bring a lot of a lot of uh, fire and uh, a lot of working um, and so on. So I left the Albania in '92 and I moved to Italy in Milano and uh, I studied in the Conservatorio Giuseppe Verdi with uh, Maestri, which was a uh, winner <clears throat> a third, uh, fourth prize of Paganini competition in the 70s and uh, after actually of course I was prepared somehow as every young people or many young people from East European countries to do the solist it was my dream but uh, during that time I discovered the love for the orchestra actually no for the music uh, generally mm. so too cool and um, Throughout, of course, the difficulties, of course, also uh, from, of my life, um, doing also gigs and everything, uh, I searched to, to find myself where it was my place in all of this. And so, um, after many, many, many uh, uh, hours of studying and uh, battles in the artistic, of course, uh, meaning, um, I took my first place in Lyon, uh, in the Orchestre Nationale de Lyon, and I was pretty, very, very young there, and um, I searched just to learn how to approach the orchestra, because I had not so much idea uh, what to do and how to um, deal with uh, orchestra life. 
And uh, the approach was not easy because uh, when you come as young uh, student, of course, you see the people around you. I remember, for instance, it was my first week. It was like uh, Don Juan. And uh, I was seeing the people which was playing, uh, uh, you know, with this very, very, very confidently. And uh, for me, it was actually uh, difficult because the Strauss pieces for our violinist, we don't, uh, we don't approach this in our repertoire. It's it's not not com comparable with with uh, with what we do usually, you know, as Tchaikovsky or Brahms. Or it's completely different music. And for me, it was such a trauma, very traumatic moment because I thought with myself, wow, I I know nothing actually. They are so good, you know. But after I I understood that. It was a lot of experience there, no, to to manage yeah. all of these notes and all of this, uh, you know, um, kind of uh, uh, approach with uh, with concert with such a difficult pieces. And uh, so I started I started in Lyon and I did such a great experience there. Uh, I was really observing uh, my concert master at that time. It was Boris Garlitsky. I took a lesson with him. It was very helpful for me, with other also other other people, and um, it was also Manuel Crivin, uh, French chief, which uh, very prepared, very uh, great musician, um, <clears throat> and so I was just learning and uh, taking pla taking place in master classes actually. So I did in the master classes maybe too much outside, but I did in the orchestra. I, I think it's uh, it's helpful for many people actually. When you sometimes you don't have the possibility to uh, uh, to go to the master classes with uh, some, you know, your your um, your um, forces, you can I think it's every occasion it's good to understand and to explore and to to experiment also in the orchestra, what to do also violinistically speaking. So for me, it was very helpful and to understand better the music approach to many composers that probably I didn't know so much before, no, as uh, as Schubert or or uh, also Bartok or uh, Stravinsky and and so on. And so after Lyon, I left and I I had more ambitions. I was uh, feeling uh, more ready for other. Uh, challenges. So my, my, I just just started to do some uh, some auditions for a concert master because in Lyon I was assistant, uh, so deuxième violon solo, so assistant concert master. And so after some auditions, I won. Uh, at first, I was in Lugano uh, for three years. Um, also, I had the experience, uh, also the opportunity to work with great musicians. Uh, my uh, partner uh, of uh, my stand was a Hungarian uh, violinist, uh, very, very, very prepared and very musical, Tomasz Meyer. And also there, I could learn also a lot from him. It was he's now maybe near to the to the pension. Um, so after this three year, I jumped to to um, Chamber Orchestra of Zurich. <clears throat> it was my first experience as. Uh, concertmeister of a chamber orchestra and so uh, very different from before because I did only symphonic uh, at that time and so um, it it opened to me a new dimension of seeing because it was previous that I had to lead a lot of program without conductor 
And sincerely, mm. at uh, at the beginning, I was a little bit shocked and uh, afraid also because you know it's very different. Uh, yeah. You are under the conductor, so you can listen to the conductor what he's saying, and you just play the the violin and search to to do as better as possible uh, what is demanding. But uh, at this case, I was the conductor, and this mm. is very hard job because the instrument has to you had you have to play automatically. You have not to, to think about what are you doing, you know, uh, precision or intonation. So the the hand goes. So for this, you have to to have a lot of technique, and uh, you have to know very well your piece. And in the other in the other side, you have to have such a 360 degrees uh, panorama with your orchestra and to search to understand everything what is going on and uh, possibly to lead also. So it's many things at the same time. And I did I did at home actually. I remember I was practicing this. Uh, so I was practicing. I, I was just uh, uh, reading as much as possible and uh, knowing as better as possible also the, the music and... Um, and also practicing my gesture, for instance, how to be as clear as possible for the musician, because I realized that now I am the conductor, so I have to do both. And probably many of many of these people which did this job can understand that, I think. And um, after that, of course, I jumped to Scala, which is, was another challenge, because I did, uh, until this time, I, I couldn't... Uh, play so much opera maybe some yeah. but not so much yeah it's so, different <laughs> it's very different so for me it was an ambitious of course step i wanted to try this big institution a theater uh, very known uh, in all the world famous and uh, so for me it was a new beginning a new start so a new challenge so i i started also to learn and to 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 uh, to learn better, of course, the many operas and many operas for me was new actually. <laughs> when the musician, my colleagues, was like for the maybe for the hundred times Traviata or other other operas, but some operas for me was really new. So I had really to to be focused on this, to be really wake up all the time, you know, and also to understand the mechanism of of opera, which is completely different of uh, of the chamber orchestra, you know, at the same time. So uh, this was another challenge. I could uh, do it. Uh, I tried to do as as fast as possible. It was not time for you know because when you are in in uh, in a probe you know, so uh, you have to to you have to understand quickly what is going on, and uh, possibly to to make it as, as better as possible and fast as possible, practically, you no know, mm -hmm. playing and uh, and to mm -hmm. understanding, especially of course. And uh, this it was not easy. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, I just realized that at the same time, I uh, it was the mm, it was open the place in uh, Tonhalle Zurich, and I discovered during that time in opera that I was still in love with the symphonic repertoire and with the symphonic orchestra. So I thought that it was better for me to uh, to return again in the symphonic uh, orchestra. That's why I did the audition in Tonhalle. It was not easy. Many, many, many uh, great players in the in the uh, competition. 
So um, I was very happy to win this possibility and also the possibility to have also to play a Stradivari from the Tonhalle Orchestra, ex Vinyavsky. So it was a lot of things uh, together that uh, I could really uh, be happy from where I was coming because it was mm -hmm. a really long, long trip, you know. Yeah. Of course, now I say everything, uh, you know, very reduced, but of course, all of this trip uh, concern a lot of uh, um, thinking, a lot of practicing, trying and uh, search to understand things, to understand people. So it's a long, long, long uh, way, actually. No. And uh, here I am. So now uh, after... Uh, now I'm just 10 years in the Tonhalle Orchestra, I find very well, I'm just in my place, so I enjoy my orchestra and I enjoy playing here. Yeah, so it is, this, is, this is a little bit shortly what it happens oh. from uh, 92 to, to 2020. Oh, very nice. You know, you know uh, your story is very inspiring, especially for young players from like myself from Eastern Europe. And as you said, uh, we have a bit like um, soloist violin school and not so much orchestra yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, now, when you're telling this story, and also when I read um, your uh, your biography in internet, it's a uh, looks very like easy going but was it really <laughs> did you have any challenges can you tell more about some challenges of course but i tried before for instance i remember i tried uh, in some of uh, some of competition for concertmeister uh, in liceo barcelona in uh, in uh, luxembourgo as well it was many years ago um, philharmonic after i was in basel in orchestre de chambre de lausanne I must say I was always in final. In final, uh, this it was a good thing. But still, you know, when after maybe four or five uh, competitions you are in final, and uh, and you are not uh, accepted, sometimes you can have all of these doubts. And I also passed this period. No, I, I, I. Uh, it was in my life that you think about what is going wrong, what you have to do for making better or making different, you know, because uh, maybe sometimes you clearly think that what are you doing is great, actually. And you can think, the, this is the most of the time, many, uh, you can think how it is possible that they cannot understand, you know, my bravura, my how I'm playing, you know. They don't yeah. understand nothing. This is the most common <laughs> thing that you can hear. But I think, uh, of course, this is a, now I understand, of course, better. If very complex, very complex situation. I think the this kind of competition. Um, many many great players uh, sometimes they they cannot win because uh, I think the people usually they they search, of course, that you are very good player, great player, but also something very uh, specific for for the place. So when I think. Uh, we can say uh, it's not possible, he plays so well, how it's possible that they cannot accept him or her? The question is that um, really um, the people try in, in jury in these places to understand as better as possible really 360 degrees the person, the personality, musical personality, of course. Sometimes, of course, you can have people which really 
they uh, they dominate the instrument and they are fantastic and ability in musicality but maybe sometimes you can perceive that it's sometimes completely free what they are doing for instance no that it's missing for the orchestras this kind of balance between uh, creativity and uh, also discipline no mm-hmm. you can perceive but it's in some of person not always of course uh, of course you can you can th- say that uh, uh, it's not a bad thing, of course, being very creative, but you have to find, I think this is the most important thing in my life, which I discovered it. Oh, no, I just come in, in um, as um, as a uh, idea that we have to find our, our balance, no? And we mm-hmm. have, of course, we search this in some people when we search people for these positions to have a balance between all of these components, no? The personality, playing well, but as well as, as the capacity to deal with other persons, of course, yeah. and to be leader, but at the same time to, to understand the moment when uh, you have not to, to speak sometimes, you know? It is, mm. It's a little bit like uh, Perlman when he says, uh, when I'm teaching, sometimes it's, it's also good when I understand not to speak or not only speaking because, you know, right. it's the same. It's the same thing also because the concertmeister place has a lot, a lot of, of, uh, of uh, sfumatura, no? a lot of, of ways, a lot of colors, you know. Right. Sometimes you have to understand when to to take initiative and when to speak to the orchestra because it's a difficult moment, no? But you are always under the chief, so sometimes you have to to understand that maybe you cannot be uh, too much, you know, uh, let's say uh, too much big. Then you can just enter in the role of the chief of the orchestra. You have to respect all of this, and this, for me, are all balance, you know, mm-hmm. and intelligence and uh, sensibility, of course, to understand the the moment and to understand if you are too much or if you are too slow or if you are no too weak. So everything and the autocritic also also it's very important in this case. If colleagues, for instance, come to me and uh, tell me something, of course, not in the bad way, but in the good way, so in the propositive way, I always search to, no, to uh, auto-criticize myself and to see if I'm something wrong, you know, and uh, of course it's banal to say, but uh, it's not always the case because the people has a lot of ego and sometimes when the colleagues come to the concertmaster, not always, uh, maybe they can listen or they think that, ah, maybe he is jealous or whatever, you know. So we have to have the capacity to understand people and to to take the best decision as possible. But it's not easy. Sometimes you have to take decision for one second or for 10 seconds. The chief is not happy about a moment. It happens to me. I remember with Zinman when we were recording Mahler symphonies. And the, in the recording, something is not uh, working. And the chief asks you what we can do here, actually, because it doesn't work, you know. And mm-hmm. and suddenly, from your position to play something and you are just executing something, you know, you pass in the, you jump to the position to take decision in few seconds. So in your in your mind, just it goes very fast. A lot of information, you know, 
And possibly you have to take a good decision because from this it depends your uh, efficiency, efficiency in this case, no? Mm -hmm. So it's not easy. It's like a gym, uh, fit, fitness, uh, brain fitness, I think. And uh, so everything is it's very helpful. I think it's the curiosity, it's the capacity of uh, uh, estimating the moment, you know. So a lot, lot of little things, I think, that make you make you able to, to, to combine. Of course, you do mistakes. This is also normal. <laughs> but uh, I search to do not big mistakes. <laughs> this is maybe <laughs> the deal, you know, at the yeah. end. Not disasters, but maybe little mistakes you, you can always put in your way that you, you will always do it because this is human, I mean. But the important is that you don't do big damages because this is always very painful, I think. Mm -hmm. You have so interesting answers that I start to have even more questions. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, let's talk about audition because uh, I see many, many people uh, uh, got disappointed get disappointed if they are not passing yes. but the actual thing that I very often have seen that one person could play like someone one jury will say oh he's amazing and another will say no it's total disaster and sometimes it's actually winning person maybe not so no, not brightest yes yes you're right. But, this is this is a big problem, actually. I must say that I also was in this uh, uh, in this uh, situation when I told you that I I, I did some some concertmaster auditions and uh, I was in final, but no way. So in one moment I was in crisis in crisis, so to think what to do now because for me it was very good actually, and the danger there it was that I was thinking to understand what the others so the juries in the orchestras they wanted you know mm -hmm. and this was mistake from my point of view i understood this because one time i just go uh, to have uh, some advice uh, maybe you know gordon nikolic you listen mm -hmm. him? okay no, uh, no. he was also a concertmaster of of london philharmonic uh, london okay. symphony orchestra okay now he's in holland and uh, great guy and with a lot of experience he he had at that time much more experience than me as concert master so i was once and i was just playing for him and asking so what do you think what i can do you know and just it was very simple he just told me i think we have to continue in our idea you know i have we have to continue because this is the otherwise if you want to to imitate or to understand artificially what the other expect from you this mm -hmm. of course uh, in the end will be artificial and will be not naturally what you want to do so mm -hmm. at the end it was very simple actually maybe it sounds very you know easy this of course is but it was this so he just gave me the because sometimes it it's it's sufficient that somebody from outside can reinforce your idea no Simply. Right. So it was this the case. So he said, just continue like this, but then you will see that you will be much more convincing with your playing, you know. Mm -hmm. And the other thing which I, I worked on myself, it was also mm -hmm. in the Swiss Romant. I remember in 99, I did um, 
once the uh, it was one of these auditions so i was in the final and i didn't win <clears throat> the time after the after the final i was just uh, having feedback from from the people of the jury and i remember that it was a professor of conservatory of Geneva. he was like expert or something outside the orchestra and i was waiting like for having a feedback maybe it was too fast or maybe it was too slow or maybe it was too short or too long no but he told mm -hmm. me just a very interesting thing that I couldn't appreciate it at the moment, but after I just thought about that. So he just told me, you know, he said, I, I remarked that you are coming from a country, from a dictatorial system, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, it was a very difficult light. What I am just remarking that you have a lot inside of you, but for the moment you are not able to transmit this outside. Mm -hmm. and this is kind of working that you have to do with yourself, you know. And at the moment, I was judging not very well this kind of feedback, you know, because I was waiting for something more practical, you know. But after, I just thought again about that, and uh, that it was true, actually, you know. Mm. It was true. It was true. I just uh, had to work with myself, because sometimes we have very clear ideas inside mm. of ourselves. We know somehow ourselves. Everybody can have a beautiful word inside of him, you know. Mm -hmm. But the question is, at the end, how able can we um, be to, to transmit this to the others, you know? Mm -hmm. Because um, many times it's it does not going this message to the outside. And we are very um, not disappointed about this because we think it's the others that have to understand what we are, what we have to say. I think this is a mistake. It's up to us to make possible, you know, as much mm. expression as possible, possible, no, to find the way we are the we are the the boss of our instrument. So we have to work hard for making possible. And of course, if this is very clear after, of course, you have to let the other to judge and to let them to say I like or I don't like, you know. But this, mm. for instance, for this, I was very calm with myself. You cannot do, you can do nothing. I always go in the competition and if you prepare your things very, very good, you know, and and maybe you have also a sincere, a sincere um, advice from other people which are uh, with a reputation and they say, for me, this is value. I think you can go uh, in really confident. Because after, it's not depending from you. It's just depending from, from the people there. You know, and for the rest, I must to say that it's a little bit like lottery. Mm. It's a bit like lottery. Because there are many components that it has to be together, of course. Your bravura, you play well, but the people has to, as much as more people in the other side has to, to like your playing, you know. Mm. So you have to make like a kind of uh, uh, unison you know, uh, like from the other side. Otherwise, uh, so it's many components. You have to be in the good day, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And if if this all of these components, and maybe also uh, with other candidates, uh, maybe you can have a chance. They don't play as well as you sometimes, you know. So it's many, many little things that can be there together. Yeah. 
or maybe yes. they play as well as you in final maybe you have two other people but the people choose you for some characteristics don't remember because we judge in the in the in the in the competition we judge about an uh, entire you know uh, musician not only as he play good or he play fast or he play mm -hmm. in tune of course it has to play in tune no but you have a big opinion a big picture a general opinion about the person which is and it represents a little bit also of the character of the person inside so i think you have not to uh, of course you can be disappointed because it's a lot of work and i i can understand this and i'm very happy to be now in the other side of the river <laughs> of yeah. course it's much easier believe me it's much easier to judge people and then playing but you have to to really to uh, to continue to continue and maybe try in different orchestras and after if it doesn't work maybe to ask yourself if this is really the good way for you to play music this is also very honest i mean i would not for instance, as not not working, I would not judge this as a failure, you know. Mm. Simply, they are big, great musicians. They can play much better in the chamber music, or they can teach much better than playing, for instance. Mm. So, because sometimes it's not the same what we would like to do and what we are able to do. So this is sometimes two different things, no? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you said about the uh, different ideas and what I was thinking as it uh, for example myself I am very hard-working and I had many different teachers from different countries different different nationalities and very often you really hear some things or advice but they are so contrary like totally contrary and even even now i still doing my master studies in uh, sibelius academy in helsinki and i have two teachers and very often they are saying contrary things and then what to do then <laughs> well i my answer is that this is normal this is normal okay. because otherwise we could not do music it's normal that we have the same text you know sometimes but we have a really different interpretation and now it's even more difficult because some people they don't even don't respect the text anymore so <laughs> it becomes more and more difficult so it's it's also very well to to have different opinions of course of course for you this could be really um, a little bit confusion i think that's why you have to understand what is your idea so what i can uh, just uh, uh, propose you is to to to, of course to have this information and you as Maxim you will choose something which is more close to your sensibility that's why we are different one from the other so maybe I can just take an example for understanding if we go both Maxim and Clyde we will go to Perlman and uh, and Heifetz no and uh, Heifetz will say maybe one thing and Perlman will say another thing you know mm -hmm. maybe you will take what Heifetz is saying right you because you are Maxim, so you esteem that this is better, you know. And maybe I will say no. For me, it's reason is Perlman because this or this or this. Mm -hmm. So maybe two, all of them are respectful, but we just choose what we we esteem that is good for us. Is because our personality is very simple. I mean, so I think the best thing is that you can have a lot of this information, and when it's opposite ideas, you have to choose the idea which. Of course, it's closer to you as sensibility and, of course, as logic also.
and then it's uh, another question. So it could be, for example, if you did not win audition, it does not. It could mean that you are not a bad player. Maybe it's not just orchestra for you, right? This is also true, but not only orchestra because now the orchestras, you know, are very um, uh, multinationality. No, it's not like in uh, in the beginning of the. 20th century when it was uh, much more strong identity of the orchestra. So now uh, they are, and this, I think also it's good in the in somehow that the orchestra has many nationalities, so many also a taste of of uh, of playing. But of course there is some characteristic that for one orchestra, no, there is uh, the same for the musicians, of course, um, and this. Uh, I, I listen also in our audition that we could have really uh, very different opinions about the same player. Really, for the same player, uh, I can say I love him, and maybe a colleague can say, "Really, I don't, I don't see how it is possible that you love him." So right. at the at the beginning, I was a little bit uh, uh, so a little bit tense about this situation because you know. You think how it is possible? You cannot see. It's so evident, no. Yeah. But at the end, I just uh, accept this as it's, it's also an exercise of democracy. It's like exactly when you vote, you know. Maybe in America, some people they vote Trump and some people they vote Biden, you know. Right. And so, why somebody which vote, uh, which which give the vote to Trump has not has not the right. He has to to, to give the turn. We have to accept it. Also, the result. Of course, we maybe so we don't like it, but we have to accept it. It's the same exercise of democracy in uh, in the orchestra. So I have to respect also the meaning of my colleague, even if it's completely opposite to mine. And I think that maybe it's a big mistake, of course. But this is democracy. I just make an exercise of this and accepting the no the most uh, uh, different opinions. So even in one orchestra, two auditions can be different. Of course. Hey guys, interview with Clyde was so intense. So in order not to overwhelm you, I will split it in two parts. So continue listening as in one week.